Damien Schmidt on the Midday Mix. On the line with me, I have Susanna Kennedy. Susanna, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, it's so good to be here. Thank you for having me, Damien. My absolute pleasure. So I think before we get into kind of the meat of today's interview, tell us a bit about yourself. Give us a bit of background on uh, who Susanna Kennedy is. Well, to be honest, I, I feel like I've lived a couple of lives because um, I started off years ago in the film industry, well, actually in directing and acting and then moved on to becoming a, a producer and then went into radio for a while. And um, and then I got very ill um, and I went through an entire healing transformation, which I'll tell you a little bit about, a little bit more about later, um, which led me on to this journey of healing on all levels and um, connecting with some of the best teachers in the world, which then led me to, um, during lockdown, founding Thrive Network which is a community of people that, um, that are teachers, healers, coaches, speakers from all over the world that help people truly thrive, not just survive. So um, that is my journey. That is what I do. And, um, and I love to help people just be the best they can be. But that is a journey of going from, sorry, my boyfriend is knocking at the door. I'm a little bit distracted. <laughs> not a problem. Um, but it's really about helping people overcome the challenges in their lives and um, glide through them with a bit more um, ease and compassion and grace and joy. Now, today's interview is based on gender-based violence um, in relationships and mental health. And you yourself experienced a lot of trauma from childhood well into your adult years. Um, could you share your story with us, you know, regarding gender-based violence? Yes, sure. So um, it's something that I speak very openly about. I think being somebody in media, I've had radio shows now since 2013 and, um, and I've been a speaker um, you know, for a long time now. And yeah. I think it's very important for people who have a voice to give other people a voice. And my abuse started when I was very young. It started as um, a young baby and went on um, sexually abused by a family member until I was around 10, 11. I'm not entirely sure when it ended, but it was around that age. And, um, and then I was, I lost my virginity to rape by, my, um, by an ex-boyfriend when I was 16. And then I was sexually assaulted by one of my best, guy friends at 28 so there's been a cycle of abuse in my life that I had um, for a very long time so I know it very well my um, I also my biological father was physically abusive to my mom and being a woman I suppose you encounter different ty different levels of abuse so these are extreme cases but um, the reality is that men and women, and I want to actually be very clear about that, men and women, all sexes, um, are dealing with different types of sexually based um, violence or aggression on a daily basis. It's a pandemic. It's, it's really out of control. No. And sorry, yes? No, no, sorry. Go ahead. Um, and I think that it's very important to note that because the more I speak to people and the more I am open about speaking about what has happened to me, the more 
men are coming out with their stories. You know, it's not just women. Yes, it's much higher in women, yeah. um, the abuse rate, but it is, it is, it's affecting everyone. It's not just um, women who are being affected. It must be quite difficult as well because I think people have kind of this perception a lot of the time as well that if you are um, someone who is um, sexually abused or, or attacked or raped, that it's it's at the hands of a stranger. But hearing your story, I mean, it's all people that were, you know, uh, either in your family or friends or someone you were dating, which is which is a really scary prospect. Absolutely. It's a huge misconception that, Damien. Um, you know, I didn't actually know that either until I started really doing some research about it. But the reality is that 60% of um, gender-based violence, violence acts are from somebody close to us, from a family member, somebody that we know, um, but they are from people that are close to us, not from strangers. Um, 60%, that's massive. It's an incredible statistic. That is, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, no, it's, it's insane because we do, like, I think that most people think, you know, I'm scared to go out, yeah. you know, uh, I'm scared to walk down the street, I'm scared to be in a club alone, um, you know, but the reality is that the majority of people are scared to go home. Which that, is terrifying. That is absolutely crazy. And in, in your experience, I mean, these were people that were close to you. Did, this must have kind of um, caused a bit of conflict with you. And and did it cause any kind of trouble trusting, you know, male figures in your life going throughout your life? Absolutely. You know, what was interesting is that I actually blocked these things out. And, um, and when I was, well, s- seven years ago, I... Um, I realized that I was reacting to a lot of things. You know, like just kind of reacting, overreacting, or people were overreacting. So when I say reacting, now I've learned that when we react to something, it's literally we reenacting an emotional memory in our body. And so we're not responding to the situation. It's triggering a memory within our body, within our subconscious mind. And that's why we react to that memory and I was reading terribly constantly to different situations that um, somebody who hadn't been through the things that I had been through would have responded in a completely different way and um, and my and, and yet I was Little Miss Sunshine everybody knew me as Little Miss Sunshine you know like always smiling always kind of making the best of situations yeah. always saying I'm happy and my sister was the only one who said to me, Susanna, you're not happy. Something's not right, you know? And I would then react at her, like, don't tell me that, yeah. blah, 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 you know? And, um, and then I got very sick. And I believe in the mind-body connection, that everything is connected. And, um, and I got very, very ill. In fact, I almost died. I got something called systemic lupus, which... Um, wow. is a rare disease yeah. that is, that you can liken to cancer in the way that it's um, a cell that mutates in your body and reacts badly and um, it can affect one organ and if you catch it early enough then you can get into remission and get into um, a healthy state again um, but if it attacks many organs generally people don't make it and um my doctors called it a miracle that I'm still here because than an organ except my heart. 
I was having brain seizures, near organ wow. failure, and almost my entire body. Um, my lungs had liquid in, my kidneys were failing. And then I went through an incredible healing journey, but it was because I uncovered all this past abuse that had happened to me. And um, lupus in the mind-body connection is your body trying to kill itself. It's literally your body trying to kill itself. And I remember when I realized how abused, how abused I had been and how I had been abusing myself because I'd never been good enough, I'd never been pretty enough, I'd never been funny enough because I'd learned this behavior of abuse yeah. in my life. And I remember that moment and healing that is what led me on this amazing healing journey of being able to heal my body. And so it's amazing how these things can cause disease, like actual physical disease. Yeah, how it like physically manifests. Absolutely. And you know, they liken um, one of the things that they thought I had was called fibromyalgia. And I remember going to a doctor, um, a specialist, and he said a lot of people that are diagnosed with fibromyalgia fibromyalgia have been sexually abused at some point have you been sexually abused and at that point i didn't remember it so i was like no i haven't and i oh. only remembered it um six years ago and it was like my whole world just sort of shifted and changed because then everything made sense the way i had been reacting to situations just made sense you know of course i would find certain things really upsetting and um, whereas other people would find them upsetting but they wouldn't react in the way that I reacted you know and the reality is that so many people that are do they lock these memories away because they cannot emotionally handle them yet and their minds cannot actually process the information yet and so it comes out much later in life and then it's quite a shock and it's very difficult for people to actually process and heal. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's absolutely incredible how it kind of manifests and how your brain tries to protect itself. And like you say, it comes out, you know, much later and, and quite seriously. Um, what do you think we need uh, as a society to eradicate um, gender-based violence? Do you, do you have any ideas on that? Well, I've got a few. I think that we need to, first of all, start with ourselves. We need to heal in ourselves whatever is attracting that and then also whatever it is we're doing to contribute to it um, and I know that sounds very harsh you know to to kind of go to the self but um, we do contribute like I look back now and um, there's so many times that I didn't speak out that I wasn't brave enough and and you know to actually speak out when even it's the little things you know Damien when you're in a club and somebody grabs you inappropriately or, you yeah. know, touches you inappropriately and you don't actually say, hey, you know, you're not allowed to do that. Um, it's, it's those little things that lead to the big things because when you, it's like anything, you know, when you get away with something little, it builds and builds and builds and then it becomes something big eventually. And so we have to all take responsibility for it. We can't say, oh, it's just boys being boys. We can't um, also, as women, perpetuate the I want a bad boy, um, you know, image. So it's like, it's all of these little things. We have to take responsibility yeah. as a whole. Um, you know, moms need to stop protecting their sons. Um, 
and they need to protect their daughters, as do dads. You know, um, I know so many cases where mothers, where daughters have gone to their mothers and said that this family member did this or this person did this and the mother has gone, oh no, darling, we don't talk about that. Just It never happened, you know, and swept it away. We need to speak about this. We need to actually bring it to light. Yeah, and stop perpetuating it. it. Exactly. And then also we need to stop um, slut shaming. We need to stop victim shaming. We need to stop perpetuating this society where the victim is the problem, you know, of the situation. And we need to believe people, you know. For somebody to come out and actually say, this happened to me is so difficult. It's so, so difficult. People feel so vulnerable, so inadequate, filled with shame and guilt. And then to have somebody... It's crazy as as a victim. ...to turn around and go, no, that's... Oh, come on, seriously? Yeah. What did you do to provoke it? You know, is just the worst response. Yeah, I think uh, what what you're mentioning is pretty much like a from the ground up overall on how we how we deal with this, how we view it, and you know actually standing for it and and holding those people responsible. You mentioned you know that sixty percent of perpetrators are are, are known to the victim, and like you mentioned now, yeah. it's, you stop yeah. hiding those family members, those family friends, um, and and really bring it to light. And yeah, that, I, 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 yeah. I co- completely agree with uh, with what you're saying there. Um, you mentioned a bit you know, earlier on, on on that. Sorry, Damien, just on that note, we have to stop doing what is comfortable in in replacement for what is right. Because the amount of people that will rather not see something and shove it aside because it makes their world more comfortable. My friends as well. I told my friends who raped me. And they're still friends with that person. They've never. Do, do you know what I'm saying? They That's they don't call it out I'm because speechless. it's more comfortable. You know, it's more comfortable to just pretend. We've got to stop pretending. And that that I mean must be a, a large a large group of people going you know, going through similar to to your story where these people are protected and life carries on because it's easier to um, ignore it and pretend like everything's sunshine and rainbows instead of you know really bringing these people to book and holding them accountable for their actions. Um, Susanna, uh, you mentioned the th- your Thrive Network earlier. Could we get yes. the details on that? Uh, I suppose that'd be a good place to to link up um, with you and and you know keep up to date with what you're busy with yes absolutely so i started the thrive network um as we went in shutdown i've been wanting to for a long time and then shutdown happened so (laughs) i kind of went okay people need light people need somewhere where they can come to heal but also just to thrive you know and when we can really thrive in and so i started on a monday i would do um have conversations and healings around love self-love um, relationships on a Tuesday it was health and healing on yeah. a Wednesday it was spirit and connection on a Thursday it was wealth purpose and meaning and on a Friday mindset and happiness and I've still continued I'm not live every day now anymore I'm just live twice a week but I've still continued with dealing with those things and they can follow me on Susanna S-U-S-A-N-A and then Kennedy like the president K-E-N-N-E-D-Y on Instagram and on Facebook, and I'm on Twitter as well. And um, and I've got loads of free healings. I've got loads of free conversations and teachings on all of these different things. And then I also launched something called um, 
Kins to Kuroi Me, which is going from fracture to fabulous. How do we put ourselves back together in a world that doesn't value the broken? We feel inadequate. But um, Kins to Kuroi is the art of putting things back together and gilding them with gold. It's a Japanese art. And what they say is, that the object is more precious than it was before it was broken. And I believe that that's true of human beings as well. I believe that everything we go through, all of these cracks, if we really do take the time to put ourselves back together with, with love, compassion, courage, and care, we are so much more valuable. And, um, you know, they, they often say, yeah, we, we get cracked so we can let the light in. I believe that the light exists in us and we get cracked so that we can let the light out. And so my course is a course that helps people do that, to fix themselves after these situations and come out just so much more positive and so much more filled with light. Because if I can do it, anybody can do it, Damien. That's absolutely beautiful. And thank you so much for sharing your story with us and you know exposing what, what the reality of, of gender-based violence actually is and for giving people a safe space. So um, please, I do urge anyone who might be struggling with this, uh, you know, know someone who is, to, to get into contact with Susanna. Thank you, Susanna, for sharing your story and you Damn have a great week further. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you taking the time to speak to me and lots of love to all of your listeners. And if anybody has been through this, just know you're not alone and that there is light at the end of the tunnel. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for having me, Damien. Our absolute pleasure. You have a fantastic week further. You too. Thank Bye-bye. you so much. Bye-bye. Damien Schmidt on the Midday Mix.